Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. And you walk around with confidence. I think body language, just like in posing, when I teach posing for photos, your body language says a lot about you. And I, I'm a little more, this is just my style, but when I travel, I like to come off a little bit more intimidating maybe where I'll wear like, you know, certain glasses that kind of look like sunglasses, but I'll dress maybe a little bit more less casual than I would, because I do want people to kind of maybe be a little more standoffish is, and, and whether that's right or wrong, that's just my approach, but I would rather carry my shoulders up high, keep my chin up high, and I'll be looking around like, who are you? All right. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Tourpreneur Podcast. I'm Christy Hunter, and I'm here with Sandra Beinacht and Samantha Hardcastle. And we are so excited to be talking about women in travel. And one of the specific topics we're going to dive into today is I think one that's very important for one, one that we're, you, you're going to see on the news a lot and kind of get some some bad publicity maybe, but we want to shed some light on um, how amazing that it can be and how that um, women in travel can travel safely as um, solo travelers or groups. So we're going to talk about safety in travel today and maybe on a, a solo version and then a group version as well. I think there's so much we can get into this topic of safety. And I know that that kind of sounds a little bit boring from the beginning, but I think we'll realize it's anything but boring <laughs> that safety is such an important topic, really should be the number one uh, priority of travel um, before anything else. So um, if, Sandra, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Hi, my name is Sandra Reinhardt. I'm originally from Germany. I traveled initially solo, mainly as a journalist, and then got um, sucked into the happy industry of travel. Our specialty is um, one-of-a-kind group experiences, um, usually for people that already know each other, but then there's always a sister, a friend, somebody else that comes together, or um, once in a while we have uh, journeys that are for beer lovers, um, foodies, just on very specific topics. And that's when you get individuals coming together. But I think, you know, speaking about women in safe, uh, you know, safety and travel, I travel a lot. Um, I've traveled my whole life. Um, growing up in Germany, you were put on trains to go to summer camp on your own. Um, and I've continued that. I've put my own daughter in public transportation. She's 14 now by herself. Um, so I think, you know, it's, it's education. It's knowing where you're going, but you also need to start at an early age. Um, I think we're in a blessed situation nowadays that we have cell phones with us. And most of us, I think when you travel, the one thing you should never sacrifice is um, having data 
available to you. So don't just switch your phones off and like, oh my God, it's $10 a day. No, I think one of the most important safety features that anybody has, but especially women, um, are our phones um, so that we not only know where we're going, thank you, Google Maps, um, if we're not with somebody else who tells us where to go. And, uh, and often, even if we're with somebody else, we want to venture out on our own, um, that we can also let people know where we're going, um, that we check in with the people that we have. And I, I, I admit, I sometimes forget that, especially when I travel for work. It could be two couple, two, two three days before I tell my family that I'm alive, um, but they do look at the Instagram story so they know I'm alive. Um, but yeah, I think like the phone is such a vital feature. And, um, you know, if you need to save, you can get a local SIM card. Most phones allow you to have both. Um, you don't need to download major things while you're traveling. But I think having a phone and having an active phone connection while traveling is a must. Definitely. So I want to get back into some of those really practical tips because because those were so good right there, what you just said. But I want to hear from Samantha, too. And so, so let's let's hear um, Samantha. Tell us a little bit about yourself and um, maybe a few quick travel tips for safety. And then we're going to get a little deeper into that. Yeah. Uh, Samantha Hardcastle, founder of A More Social and The Storied Experience. Uh, I've been working with tour operators at pretty much every kind of tour tourism experience over the last 10 years and um one of my one thing i spend pretty much all my day doing is learning about travelers and learning about uh their behaviors and actually something that i study very intensely is the idea of safety uh but not so much safety from a physical standpoint more so uh safety from a psychological standpoint mm. and how do we help create moments that um, encourage people to feel safe on an emotional uh, and psychological level. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm looking forward to digging into that a little bit as well. Um, but yeah, as from a, from a physical safety aspect, I think that uh, there's a lot of things we could discuss. Obviously, Sandra brought up a really key point, uh, bringing up the phones. Um, you know, I, I was just traveling by myself and there was a notice on the door about um, something along the lines of women feeling safe uh, to s call a number if they're being uh, human trafficking. Mm -hmm. And that, like, right there was a huge wake-up call for me. Like, oh, my gosh, like, this is terrifying. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think women obviously have this separate issue that men don't have to deal with, which is this physical safety fear of, like, you know, being kidnapped and, you know, that's, to the, I think, an extreme idea, but it, obviously it's a problem. So, yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I want to get into that, the psychological parts of it as well. But um, my name is Christy Hunter, and I am the owner and CEO of um, Photowalk Nashville and Photowalk Your Travel. And we offer photo shoot walking tours in Nashville and Scottsdale. And I'm also an avid traveler myself since I was little, been traveling around the world. And I do have two teenage daughters and just got back from Europe with one of them. We went for our birthdays together to um, France and Germany and had a lovely time in Luxembourg. Had a lovely time, but was told just to kick off with the story here and then we can get in a little deeper. Um, was told that Luxembourg is a very safe country. I read that online that this is one of the safest countries you can go to. So that's why we chose that as a destination for she and I. 
And immediately upon getting there at the train station, a woman approached me and asked me to take her photo on her cell phone, handed me her cell phone with all her credit cards in it and wanted me to take a picture of her and her baby. She was had a baby stroller. And of course, I, that's what I do. I'm a you know photographer and I take pictures of people in tourist destinations. So it, it didn't it didn't come off as surprising at all to me. I was like, oh, sure. Yeah, I'll take your picture. And as I was doing it, I'm realizing, why am I taking a picture of her in a train station? Like, this is weird. And then we got on the train and my daughter went, where's my backpack? And we realized her backpack was gone, but it didn't, we didn't realize until, um, you know, about a few hours later, what had happened that we got scammed that there was no other way that she set that backpack down that while i was being distracted someone else came up behind her and just two snips of a thin backpack in her backpack was gone and it wouldn't have everything in there was re replaceable except for her inhalers and she was having asthma breathing problems so that sent us into two days of having to find a doctor of making sure that she was healthy and safe so that's a, a it, it brought us immediately to the rest of the trip of being aware and honestly coming to a place of where you're not kind of in that nice mode of like, oh, sure. Hi. Where you're just talking to strangers, but kind of looking at everyone as if like, not that you are scared of them, but just where you are, have some sort of higher awareness. So um, I'm just kicking off with that story. I'm sure both of you have a lot of stories to tell, but um, how can we, as as travelers ourselves and to our audience here that's listening, what are some really practical ways that whether you're traveling domestically or abroad, that we can stay safe? Wow, that is a intense story. Um, thankfully, I've never had any issues like that when I travel, but they're pretty much inevitable, I feel like. I mean, you hear you if you're ever in any of the travel forums online on Facebook, you'll see these stories just happen every day. And, um, you know, one of the things that I've seen is, you know, one of the things I've actually purchased is like these dresses that have pockets that are like, you know, internal, so they're safer, um, you know, things like that. I mean, there's tons of gadgets and, and tools out there that do make it a little bit safer. Um, but, you know, as, as you brought up this, like, more of like this internal narrative of like what's going on like you need to be constantly hyper vigilant to what's around you like that really inhibits your ability to to take a place in right right and it kind of kills the vibe and, and ruins the experience and that and sounds like it really did ruin your first two days of your trip yeah so you know it's i wish i had the answers like i guess that's why we're talking today um sandra i'd love to hear what you have to say about it yeah, and I don't, well, first of all, Christy, yeah, that just sucks. I mean, and that shouldn't happen. And, you know, knock on wood here as I stand in a hotel, um, I've yet to be robbed. Um, but I know it's it will happen at some point because we all get distracted. However, I forgot to mention what I actually do for a living um, nowadays. So coming from a journalist background, I am the um, co-owner and proud founder of Inside Europe Travel Experiences. And um, so I think... Honestly, one of the promises that we give people to what Samantha just said is, yes, we run group tours. And I know nobody wants to be in a group and nobody really wants to go on a standard tour. But at the same time, you know, what I think we can offer as many other small entrepreneurs, as other 
companies that really focus on the client experience. And it's just, just not just a number, not just another choice. We give that additional safety. So, you know, by traveling together, by having a tour director, we call them our hosts, um, by having that safe transportation where you're going from place A to place B, uh, mm -hmm. you have a little bit more of a chance to relax. You're not continuously on, especially as moms traveling with kids where you wonder about everybody and, oh my God, did she have this? Do we have that? Do we have food? Where do we get the inhaler? I think so part being part of a group tour, if it's the right kind of a group tour, can take away the stress um, and that continues where now we always need to be aware. Don't get me wrong, but it's different because it, you go on a vacation. You're supposed to relax as well. So it is nice when you then have somebody else like us worry about you and alert you of these situations. And unfortunately, Luxembourg, beautiful country, but that train station is not the greatest. Uh, yeah. And I'm not saying that to rub it in, Christy, Lord behold, no. Um, but it's just, you know, I think, you know, by partnering with somebody, by having that extra friend that, you know, to just guide you a little bit and be make sure that you're aware of where maybe not to go, what maybe not to do. So I think traveling alone is scary. So even wherever I go, I check in with local friends. I talk to the concierges just mm -hmm. to make sure because Google doesn't know it all. And it's, it's right. good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and as Samantha was saying, different like dresses, clothes. I mean, just from a practical perspective, I know we looked very American and we looked very touristy. We were wearing loud clothing and, you know, so, but also I don't want to change that. I don't want to detract from who I am. I want to travel as myself. You know, some people told me, oh, you should have dressed down or, you know, looked a little bit differently. I'm still going to be right wherever I'm at. So whether I have, you know, glitter in my hair or a shiny dress on, I'm still going to be who I am in that country. But whatever I'm wearing, maybe I need to take more of the lessons we learned was to also split up your, um, your very vital belongings, like both of her inhalers shouldn't have been in that one backpack. We would have had one somewhere else and another one. Um, also your credit cards, you know, having their, their little things you can stick on the, I've got a little pouch that I hooked on the inside of my bra that carried my very important credit card, you know, and then I had a couple other ones stashed somewhere else. So that if worse, and it, it may not even be safety, it could be just things getting lost, you know, or even on our own, just losing things. So um, maybe some different ways that we can um, just carry our things a little more consciously too. And then Samantha, I think you were mentioning to, um, to listen to your inner voices. So I think that's something that we need to do so much more when we travel than when we're at home. Like if you've got feeling tells you to not walk down that road, then do not walk down that road. And if you're like, you know what, I'm too tired. Um, maybe I shouldn't go out. No, don't go out. Um, so at home, you feel safer, you know how it all works, but when you're alone and when you're traveling, trust your inner voice and you, you can't always do it all. You shouldn't do it all. Um, take care of yourself because otherwise, not just from a safety perspective, but if you travel like a maniac and cram too much into the day, you might end up getting sick halfway through the trip and then miss out on opportunities. So I think safety is also looking out for your health, staying hydrated. You know, I wish I would drink a lot more water and, and I need to. That's just simple things. Um, right. And I know we all don't like the masks, but honestly, if you're feeling a little icky and you're getting on public transportation, you still got it in your purse, put it on. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and, and even, you know, going out and having drinks, you know, uh, I was in Las Vegas uh, for a rival conference and I was very conscious of being, you know, not having too much to drink because I, I was by myself. I'm not going to be in a place where, you know, if you're going out and if I was out in Nashville with my friends, that's very different and you're not having to drive, you know, but being at a resort or being somewhere um, if you're in Mexico or, you know, a, a Caribbean country where you may not, you don't know anyone around and then you go out and have drinks, you're, you're putting yourself in a position of not being at your highest amount of awareness. Your senses are dulled. That's what alcohol does. So, um, you know, maybe that's another thing to just keep in mind of, of if you are going to drink, make sure that you are in a place where you maybe don't need to get a ride back or you can just walk back to your room, but being ultra aware of that. So, um, let's get let's get back into though the subconscious part and the the um the what goes into our minds when we are um experiencing like that feeling of being unsafe. So uh, Samantha, what if you um kind of can get back into that? Yeah, so there's um something we all naturally do. It's called orienting. And orienting is this idea of looking around, scanning the environment for dangers and and whatnot. And as you said, like this could be really hard to do in a new destination where your your senses are actually just flooded with new information. Um, but it's about finding those things that do feel safe. And sometimes it can be about, you know, bringing those safe, tangible things from home to help you kind of reorient your body and feel like you're a bit safer than you might, you know, when we're ungrounded, it can and and we're in our heads and we're very chaotic in that energy. It can feel it can kind of exacerbate the uh, the feeling of unsafeness. And you know, you you hear a lot of women, especially, having panic attacks and you know feeling very anxious and overwhelmed when they're traveling. And again, if you I read just a lot of travel experiences and in like the women who travel groups on Facebook and whatnot, and it's um. It often happens in these places where they just don't feel a connection to to the local culture or whatever it is. So one one thing I would absolutely recommend doing months in advance is read as many books uh, as you can about the culture to familiarize yourself with their behaviors and uh, the things that they do. And this is, I think, really important for hosts and, and operators is to give people a crash course in the local culture that they're going to be oh, yeah. in. Mm -hmm. You should not be like, don't assume that the traveler is chewing all that research on their own. Like help mm -hmm. them, guide them, help them familiarize themselves. That way when they, when they arrive there, they're not coming in with cold feet. Like, you know, they're not coming in completely blindsided by some of the cultural differences that can make them feel uncomfortable. Right. That's such great advice. And, you know, I always say we have an app for that, um, but it's not a general app. It's an app that we create for each and every single group. And then within the group for each and every traveler, we put in personal recommendations and I will put in different recommendations for a family traveling with kids as a little alert. Hey, as we're going here and there, kids will probably run over there. That's a safe playground. Don't go to the one on the right, no matter how flashy it is. Um, and so I think that's, you know, such an important information to, if you already know, share your knowledge and repeat it. Um, and, you know, we, we make Google, lists, Google map lists, for examples, with places 
that are curated and people can still decide on their own where they want to go. But if you're traveling with me and you're like, oh, you know, I really, really want to eat out tonight. Um, well, here's five restaurants where I know you will be safe. You know, right. yes, something out of the freak that happens that nobody can control. So give, giving that extra value, sharing your knowledge, sharing your experiences. Now, not everybody reads what you give them. Not everybody listens when you talk. Um, so it's also repetitiveness is really important. And I have to say what's other really important, it actually have, will affect me in like 30 seconds or so, is keep your devices charged. So I will be right back with my cable because my laptop, unfortunately, is not fully charged and i think that's something else like as you transfer from one destination to another you might get stuck on a train that doesn't have power cable so bring a power bank um you know being connected is great but also having the right juice for your devices is really really important absolutely and you don't know that the the place that you're in will have a place to even go buy it i mean in luxembourg we had we lost a, a power cord and did not have a place to go buy it. There was not just like a corner store. So you never know. I mean, unless you are just in somewhere like New York City where there's everything at your fingertips disposable. But, um, you know, I think that that's such a key thing is to be prepared physically with the things that you know you're gonna need to charge as well. And as for myself as a tour operator, I know back to Sandra's point about our responsibility as tour operators and women in the in the travel industry voices like Samantha to let people know whether that's through blogs, whether it's through, through guides or just on the ground. I know when I have a group of um, bachelorette party girls, I'll usually ask them what their plans are, what they're doing that night um, during our photo shoot time. And I will usually give them a little bit of a, I feel like kind of a mom to them, but I, I will say, like, y'all be careful on Broadway. Watch your phones. Don't have your phone out in a pocket or just, a, you know, set it on it. Be aware. Because I've heard stories of, yes, people steal phones on Broadway. You know, yes, girls can get trafficked in Nashville. That is a real thing. Like, please don't get so drunk that you are unaware of who you are and where you're at. Because then you put yourself in the position of being a prime target. It's one thing to be standing in a public place and something happens to you and that you, is completely out of your control. But if you have the ability to control it, then take those steps to, to ensure that you are going to be safe. And being drunk in public is, is sadly, it's a very um, unsafe thing to do. Yeah. And, and rely on local resources. Get a guide. If you want to go on a pop crawl, go on a pop crawl, but then go right. on a pop crawl with another group where you're safely taken care of, where, yeah. you know, somebody is your designated driver. And I think that brings us again to those tour companies that can help and assist in mm -hmm. keeping travelers safe as long as they really want to, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Samantha, I want to talk to you a little bit more about um, how to just give us some more practical tips on when you're traveling um, either solo or in a group and and some of the mindset behind that. Yeah. Um, wow. I mean, it's such this right now, the time that we're traveling in, we're coming off of two years of feeling very unsafe. And I've had this conversation with a lot of people like our physical safety was severely challenged with COVID and our bodies, I, I don't believe that our bodies still feel safe. I think, you know, 
after two years of of fearing leaving the house for in fear of your life, um, that can take a huge toll on your nervous system. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of people, like myself included, we were all like, oh, we got to get out of the house. You know, it's, mm-hmm. I want to go traveling. It's been so long. I need to travel. And then we go out and we travel and we're like, oh gosh, like this is disorienting. Um, I don't, I don't know how to behave in public. Like, I, you know, my body, you know, your mind says one thing like, oh, I need to travel. And your body's like, oh gosh, like all these noises, it's intense. It's scary. So I would say one of the most important things is, and you know, some people might disagree, but going, getting back into travel, like not diving right into like one of the noisiest cities in the world, right? Like easing your way back into it with Mm -hmm. quieter destinations and places that feel good to your nervous system to Mm -hmm. really step into that and say, okay, this is a safe place for me. And like, for me, that's what I did when I traveled. Like I went back to places that I already knew that I was comfortable that were really nourishing for me. And I, I still feel really uncomfortable in the cities, which is fine because I live in a very quiet place. Um, but I think if you are operating in a city and you do have, like, you have to really do a lot of work with your clients, especially the ones that, you know, maybe really did feel the tolls of the last two years, helping mm-hmm. them find whatever safety cues that they can. And a lot of times, again, that's, um, you know, loud noises can be very discombobulating for people. Uh, you, you just really have to put yourself in the shoes and say, okay, what really throws people off crowds? I mean, I can't do crowds. I can't. So I, I will not go to the really big attractions because I know that my nervous system can't handle it. So if you do not have, if you don't, if that doesn't resonate with you, if you're not someone who, if, if you're someone who's like, oh, I love crowds. Oh, I love, you know, loud noises, all that then you don't understand what it's like to be someone who is on the opposite side of that spectrum. Mm -hmm. And it's really in your best interest to talk to people who have trouble with that. Um, Talk to people who, so you can understand so that you can begin to infuse your experience with maybe moments of, of quiet, right. Or like ease people into that. And yeah, I mean, I know it's really hard concept for some people to grasp, (laughs) but it's really important that like from a physical standpoint, like someone's body can be at ease because if your body isn't at ease in an experience, like if you're, if you're tensed up and you're, you're, you're bracing for something and you, cause you know, maybe you just got off a nine hour flight and you're exhausted and you've been dealing with jump, you know, bumbling around from one place to another and like mm-hmm. you'll have a lot of that tension in your body. You cannot feel safe in that moment right can't feel safe then you really can't take in what all the amazing things the destination has to offer so safety really is the number one fun as you said at the beginning christy it is the number one fundamental thing that we need to establish before anything happens in an experience Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i think before setting foot on the plane you need to really have taken time to understand your destination And even if it is domestic, just to refresh yourself on, look up some scams that are happening now. You know, if I would have taken the time to look up a little more deeper, 
maybe I would have realized, hey, that's a, a popular scam happening right now is a woman with a baby coming up and asking you to take their photo. And, you know, as even when I t have my guests on, on my tour, I'll let them know, you know, it's probably not a great idea to hand your phone to someone to let them take a photo because that's another scam is that someone will offer, oh, let me take your photo for you at this mural. And while they're in there, um, they are getting into your phone. They're hacking in. So, you know, just keeping your belongings. Also, they could run off with your phone. <laughs> like that's, that's something too that, that we don't think about that can easily happen. If you hand your phone over to someone to take a photo, they could disappear in a second. So, you know, maybe doing things like Sandra was saying, where you are going with the guide, um, doing a professional photo shoot where someone is you are have a recommended and validated resource, a guide who's going to be taking care of you during that. And you don't have to worry about um, your phone getting hijacked or, or runoff. So I think those are some key points of, first of all, doing your research, saying in, in on the top of the of scam trends and just knowing the area and then taking practical ways through your clothing, your packing habits as well. And some of these newer, you know, cooler inventions or little things like, you know, um, the things that you can snap on inside of your clothes to have layers. And then also doing group tours or experiences and sticking with um, folks from that area that are that are guides. And then one more thing I thought about is always knowing the emergency number in a country that you're not familiar with. I realized that in France, I, I did not know the 911 of France. You know, and and I realized like how um, just naive that was of me. And and uh, even as a seasoned traveler, why did I go in and not know what the emergency numbers was of that country? Yeah, we just there's so many things we don't think about. We take our safety for granted. Because, we do. You know, most of the days we're we're in a place, safe place. And right, yeah. But I I like what you're saying too, as as far as like you want to, you don't want that to be the whole tone of your trip and you don't want to be walking around with this like there's got to be a place of kind of in the middle where you're you're hyper aware but then you're also able to relax and have fun and take photos or you know do that attraction or do that that um you know even just in the in the mundane times i mean to me that the challenges are the adventure so when you're sitting on the train station you know, those moments when you're talking to your significant other or your your child or your friend, whoever you're with, those are the moments. And so you don't want to be. And I think, too, that when you walk around in fear, you are like Samantha said, like you're projecting that out and people can sense that vibration. So uh, when you walk around with confidence, I think body language, just like in posing, when I teach posing for photos, your body language says a lot about you. And I, I'm a little more, this is just my style, but when I travel, I like to come off a little bit more intimidating maybe where I'll wear like, you know, certain glasses that kind of look like sunglasses, but I'll dress maybe a little bit more less casual than I would, because I do want people to kind of maybe be a little more standoffish is, and, and whether that's right or wrong, that's just my approach, but I would rather carry my shoulders up high keep my chin up high and i'll be looking around like who are you rather than you know kind of being back and with i think you're if you're always also too hovered over your phone you're you're yeah. making yourself a prime target uh, but i think that lack of confidence or maybe walking around in that fear you, how does your body language project that is that a key thing samantha 
Oh yeah. And I think you've hit on a really key point is as tour guides and, and leaders, you really set the tone for your people, for the people on your tour. So if you can role model the right way to behave within your destination, you, your guests are going to mirror that. Like it's just natural for you to mirror the people that you're around. So I would say that if you feel really confident, your guests are going to feel really confident. And that's something that you could, that's one thing you can control within your tour. Mm-hmm. And I think from a personal perspective, what you should do now more so than ever is also plan ahead. So don't just, you know, land somewhere and I'm like, oh, I'm going to find a hotel. Oh, I'm going to get on a train. No, I mean, travel is back. It's back with a vengeance. And at the same time, resources are much more limited. So you may not be able to get on a train from Rome to Venice, um, which, you know, years ago you could just book. Now that train could be full and then you're stuck in the city at night in the train station. So, you know, we all love serendipity and you should leave room for serendipity at all times. But safety, especially for women travelers, is to also know where you're going to sleep and how you're going to get from point A to point B, especially if you're on your own. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so good. Well, y'all, this has just been another incredible conversation um, with with the two of you. And I think there's so much we could get in so much deeper into so many of the, these little subtopics. But I think that that we, all three of us would agree we want um, other tour operators to you know be able to pass on this information to on their tours, whether it's in pre-messaging uh, guides or, and then of course in person when we do have uh, guests in front of us, you know, and then just as us and as women traveling around um, of being hyper aware, but also still enjoying. And like Sandra said, like it travels back. We, we know where we're going to be. I mean, my, my calendar is getting booked up for 2023 and I'm so excited and I hope, hope that y'all's are as well, but we do want to be in this last trip that I had to Europe really gave me some wake up calls of ways that it didn't deter me. It didn't make me not want to go back, but it just made me more aware and more prepared for my next trip. So I hope that's something that we can be able to, um, that it's a continual conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Bon voyage to everybody. Gute Reise. Auf Wiedersehen. Thank you. Thanks, you guys. And this has been another incredible episode of the Tourpreneur Podcast. Thanks for joining us. 